You're listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnston. You sound rough. And me, Chris Ridgway, over here. I am a little bit the worse, worse for wear. <laughs> maybe, it'll, you know, maybe it'll increase my, uh, my just overall sexiness. Yeah, well, uh, you've certainly got that deep voice going on that, that comes with Hangover, and I'm happy to say it's not me for once, so I'm enjoying this. Absolutely. Hangover and a late train back from London. But anyway, it's not about me. It's all about ding-dong, Nobel. Yeah. Um, Jim Gannon said last week, didn't he, that he had um, he had a, a selection headache, a good problem to have, and Niall Bell's just made it a little bit more complicated because Frank... Did well when he was on. Now Bell comes on. Devante Rodney linked up really well with him. Now Bell comes on and makes the difference. So uh, where does that leave us for this weekend? Delighted for Belly. He's he's come on. You know, a few people I think. Uh, he, listen, he's fallen under criticism uh, as has a few players this season. But uh, he's come on and, uh, and hit it where you know made it count. Made himself count. Uh, the weekend exactly what was needed much improved performance from the team. So that selection problem Jim had last week has just got a little bit trickier. We talked about it, didn't we? You know, it's a, a nice problem to have and not something that the players would want for your player. You want to have a safe berth in, in the team. And as we keep saying, you know, Niall Bell is very young and all of this is experience. And as you said, you've spoken to him and he's not expecting to start every week yet. He just wants to start every week. Yeah, he. every player wants to run in the team. Every player, not all players understand it when they're dropped, if you like. You know, they, they don't understand, especially strikers. You know, they, they want that extra 10 minutes to, to prove that they can make something happen. They, they want that extra few minutes to, to, to make a statement in front of the fans. But, but Belly, as have all players this season, you know, Sam Walker and Paul Turnbull dropped this season, dropped, uh, dropped last weekend, sorry, big name players. Um, Adam Thomas was dropped a couple of weeks ago. Other players have found themselves out of the team. Um, all players have to go through a spell of it. Um, it's about making sure your minutes count when you're on the pitch. Now Bell's done that emphatically in front of the Chile because if you look, if you, if you look at the mood of the, of the fans around the club, etc., uh, etc., cetera, et cetera, it's not a bad mood. But you know the, the fact that there was a bit of a slump a few weeks ago, and then every time we've looked like coming out of it, the, the game's unbeaten. You know, a, a loss to York's come along, or a loss to Wilkins come along. So the fact that County have then turned around and and Dagenham and Redbridge. So well organised, as you would expect with a former former England manager uh, in the dugout. So well organised, yet County have gone about the business. Um, they've they've persevered. I think it would be a fair way of, of describing it. And then the fact that it's Niall Bell who only has ten minutes to make a statement comes on and does just that um, in front of you know of all places in front of the Cheetland um, is fantastic for him. So uh, I'm delighted that that he's. Um, that he's made that statement. He will have put himself firmly in the gaffer's thoughts. Will he start against um, Barnet at the weekend? I'm not even going to try and guess <laughs> because uh, you know who knows what goes on in the mind of Jim Gannon. But um, he's certainly it's a head scratcher whether you whether you're Chris Ridgway or whether you're Jim Gannon. If you look at it exactly the same way, uh, three o'clock on Saturday against Barnet to have Devante Rodney. And Frank Mulhern starting, and then Niall Bell coming on. That's a pretty good way, a good way of viewing that team. Well, Belly hasn't always been the super sub. I mean, he did it at the weekend, but you wouldn't always say if you need a goal, you throw him on because he always makes a difference. Fairly similar to um, Elliot Osborne in many ways. You know, tends to play better if you give him the start, give him the the encouragement to puff the chest out, uh, rather than trying to make a difference after 70 minutes, 75 minutes. But Belly's done just that. Now, you mentioned the other name there, Devante Rodney. We said last week he was the one to watch because he had he had to respond, he had to react. It was a, 
with the greatest respect to him, it was a poor showing, I, I thought, the week before, where he was through on goal a few times, none of them have hit the target. He wouldn't have wanted that to be his, you know, the, 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 the last memory County fans have of him, even if it was just for a week. Um, so he had to make a statement, and he worked his socks off. He absolutely ran himself into the ground. The defender must have had nightmares uh, about him that evening because um, he... he for, for me, Rodney was, was man of the match at the weekend. I don't want to give away who's man of the week uh, later on, but he, he he was utterly incredible. Now, what that has done is that's shored up a place for Jim Gannon for one of his strikers, but you mentioned Frank Mulhern there as well. Now, Frank bought himself into the game well, he linked up quite well, but ultimately he didn't get the goal. So it goes back to the last season, tug of war, of... Frank O'Neill, Frank O'Neill, Frank O'Neill, and that's going to be the running theme, I think, of, of our certainly our conversation um, tonight. But the conversation of fans making the trip to Barnet, the conversation of fans on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, whenever you're listening, even on the build-up to the, to the game, and dare I say it, even during the game, unless unless we get the goals early and we make a statement and we go and look good, the conversation is always going to be: Could Frank make a difference, or could Now make a difference, depending who's uh, who's on the bench and who's on the pitch? So, um, I, I can't, I can't even nearly guess, but I'm certain that the conversation will be tug of war, Frank or Nile. And to be fair, it's a good way of looking at it, and and the triangle is good. You know, whichever of those three you go with, they're going to make a, a good contribution. And the the possibility of the one who's on the bench coming on and making a difference is also a real possibility. It is, um, and it, it brings us back to where we were at the beginning. Nicely, Jim Gannon saying he's he got a selection problem. We said the other week, and I, I, I do stand by it. When is a when is a problem ever a good thing? You know, they, okay, people say it's a nice problem to have. End of the day, it's still a problem. So it is one that he's going to have to work on. But from a fan's perspective, it's not it's not on us to keep players happy and to you know to give them minutes. It that that's that's not a responsibility that belies ourselves. So um, for us, it's 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 always um, it was encouraging having strength in depth. You know, we know that if Frank doesn't work, Niles there. If Niles doesn't work, Frank's there. If Devante can move up top, and Adam Thomas can come out wide, and Sam Minihan, and uh, you know, you know, whoever else, Joel Easley, who didn't even make the squad the other day. Elliot Osborne's played out there, so there's there's a list of players now in every position. It just so happens that Frank, Niles, and Devante at the moment are the sharpest of the bunch, so they're the ones uh, out front. But Jim has got. He's got other reserves. Even Connor DeMeo got a run out the other day, and I was delighted to see Connor. Adam Hamill is still on the bench, so we have. In fact, well, I say he's not on the bench. He wasn't even in the squad. We we have such strength in depth. Um, from a manager's perspective, yeah, real head scratcher. From a fan's perspective, happy days as long as the the points are coming in. Absolutely, and when you reel off those names, you can see and agree with. Jim, when he says about you know this is one of the strongest squads he's ever had, and from a squad perspective, he's really happy. Yeah, and I think. When he says that, he doesn't. He, you can see how he's growing the, the the team. We've spoken about it before, where he's we, we've said this, he's planted the seeds, you know, a number of seasons ago with these players and whatever. And now you can see with the likes of Joel Easley and Adam Hamill in the team uh, in the squad, sorry, um, that he's still he's still working on the players that he's got. The likes of Conor DeMeo getting the nod over Leesley and over uh, Hamill. The likes of Elliot Osborne coming back in rather than um, players that we've got on loan. It goes with the philosophy of Jim Gannon that he wants to look after his own players first. Now, Joel Easley and Adam Hamill, Hamill in particular, have got 
bags of experience. It's fantastic to have them around pushing these players. If you are not absolutely on your game, these players are going to come in and whip your spot before you even know what's hit you. So he's growing the players that he's already got. He's making them better um, by keeping them on the toes. But they'll be learning so much in training. Um, yeah, uh, it will always come down to points. You know, management in football in general is a, is a results based business but um, at the moment as a fan I'm, I'm really happy with the setup and I'm delighted to see that the squad is so fierce for competition Well let's hear your interview uh, tonight with Jim Gannon and see what he thinks of the, the squad as it stands at the moment Bear in mind when you listen to this interview with uh, Chris and Jim tonight that the news about Conor De Mayo going to Curzon for a month long loan broke after Chris and I had spoken today Jim's Thursday evening back at Edgeley Park. Uh, Guns N' Roses once sang, you can't hold a candle, uh, a candle in the cold November rain. Can you hold a training session in this cold November rain? It's horrible out there. I think we've been very, very fortunate the last week. Um, it's been a terrible um, weather, but every time we seem to have trained, um, uh, it's not rained. Um, it's been, you know, prospects have been unpleasant, but it's actually been better evenings than we expected. And... Uh, I suppose in some regards, I was uh, talking about the, the positive side of being semi-professional, if you like, or part-time, is that we're always on Astro because I can only imagine the difficulties you'll have at a training ground trying to get on grass. Um, you'd be trying to get different places organised. But um, now we've trained really well Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. And a little bit like last week, we, you could feel the energy in the group. You could feel the kind of the quality, the... Um, and just the general enthusiasm um, um, that w- was healthy last week. It was even healthier this week because um, on the back of a win and everybody's looking forward now to Barnet. Let's speak about that win. Um, incredible performance, really. County going uh, throughout the 90 minutes and then into injury time as well. Now the dust has settled on that game. Just just how did you see everything? It's interesting you say it's an incredible performance because I think if, it, if we'd drawn, people might not have, had the same, but I think there was an awful lot about the game that even if it was a draw, they would have gone away sort of elated, uh, satisfied, really pleased. Um, you know, it was one of them games where you would have said that that was that was a game we should have won and we deserved to win. Um, now we, we took the points, and um, maybe I'm biased, but I, I felt that definitely it was one of our best performances. It was one of the games where I could stand at the end of the match and say that the way we played today, that we deserve to win. And the way we played today, we, we looked a better football inside than the other team. Um, and we haven't been able to say that an awful lot this season um, because we're up against some really good clubs, uh, really good managers, well-organised. Um, but And we've although we've won other games by more goals and in, in, in more solid fashion, perhaps, um, this was a game where I think we went out to play a certain way and... Um, and showed that it could work for us. And uh, I think uh, after the um, the Woking game, I just it wasn't just the goals we conceded. There was so much about it that just didn't feel like a Jim Gannon team. It didn't feel like a team that had structure, had purpose, and wanted to play and wanted to switch it and wanted to, you know, have attack from all angles. And maybe I've let a few of those things slide by in the recent months. But I'd like to think a lot of those things are coming back now. It's fair comment when you say maybe it wasn't the incredible performance, but there's nothing nothing more satisfying than that, that injury time winner, that last minute winner. When you realise that that ball was going in the back of the net, just just try and describe how how you felt in that. Uh, any any goal was exciting, but obviously um, 
it was one of them where you kind of like, there were so many who moments where you think, oh, that should have been a goal, we should have done better there. Um, and there was always a danger that they could s stretch us and go up the other end and, and, you know, score. And, you know, our defenders and our goalkeeper had their moments in the game where they had to, uh, they'd be right sharp and, and make sure that they kept the clean sheet. But when I look back at the highlights of the game, I just think there were so many moments where we should have punished them, taken a chance, scored. Um, not that you want to uh, to be winning the game and be comfortable, but you'd like to be able to so get yourself a grip of the game and then push on from there with that confidence. But but again, on the, on the flip side, um, the fact that we missed those chances and kept going and kept working hard and kept creating chances and we were brave in the substitutions to, to get more depth. Um, we ended up with as many attackers as we could. We took off our left-back to get Jackson out from left-back and, and he's overlapping, winning corners in the last minute. So everybody played their part, really, in a, what was a, a very encouraging performance where I think that it was an incredible finish and, and it's all the drama that you want in a football match. But when you come to Edgy Park, you want to see a team that, that plays with pride, plays with, with heart, they're honest, they're hard-working and they're trying to play the game in the right manner. That's both in terms of how we conduct ourselves, but also the type of football we play. And I think everybody would have gone away thinking that was great to watch and we want to see more of that. And I think it's uh, really pleasing, uh, the performance as well as the result. You mentioned uh, a, mo <clears throat> a moment ago and, and in some of the characteristics there, a Jim Gannon team. Would you say anything's different in training or have you changed anything to try and bring that factor back? Because... I, I agree, it did look like a Jim Gannon performance on Saturday. Well, I think, um, you know, I've got a lot of trust in a large group of players and it was a massive call to take Sam and Paul out. And I think um, I, I, I think John Kieran and, and, and his co-coach sort of talked about us playing 4-2-3-1 on Saturday. But I think anybody that seen the difference in the dimension of the game realised that we were only really playing with one holding player and that... Tom Walker and Elliot Osborne had a freedom to attack. Um, there was moments when they had to defend. Uh, that allowed, if you like, us to get lots of control in midfield, lots of depth and width, but keep the two wide players really high and aggressive. And um, I think all those players played really well, especially Devante and Tom Walker and Elliot all played their part in a in a very exciting performance. Um, so it was very much a, a 4 one 2 three. Um a lot of responsibility on Jordan Keane, not only to track any team, but also to screen and protect the back four, but a lot of responsibility on the back four to look after their own men as well and not be double teamed or screened. Um, so that was a slight change of tactics. Um, and it was a brave move and, and, and I thought, well, if we... Not that we want, we felt that attack was the best form of defence. So I, I wanted us to to play better football. I want us to own the game a bit more and I want us to, to switch to play and control the game and not... We had this last year when we played Maidstone at home. We, we kind of become very stale and very predictable. When, you know, just play direct like them, and we, we end up drawing one all. And I was on the Monday morning. I was lamenting the fact that we we didn't open the game up. We didn't play. And on the Tuesday when we went down to their place, we opened the game up and we were far better and won three nil. And I think that we can get into a fight with a lot of teams at this level, and they might ruffle our feathers and stop our flow and make us play their game, but. Really, at Edgley Park on a good day when the pitch is fine and the weather's good, then we should really be trying to play our game and making sure that nobody knocks us out of our stride. Um, and I didn't think Dagenham would, because uh, they're not that type of side, but 
they let you play a little bit, but it certainly worked for us on the day. And um, I said, really pleasing. It, it was just a tonic everybody needed. Um, you know, I, I, it was a disappointing defeat against Woking, but, you know, we've now got 11 points in the last six, and that's the kind of form that will see us right towards the top 10, top seven. But um, we're satisfied with 11 points and the performances we've had in the last six games, and we want to now move into the next six games and try and replicate that. That kind of win, I've already mentioned, you know, fans come away, even now I think back to it, you don't enjoy uh, as many goals as much as you did that now, Bell. And what's the mood in the camp been like this week? Like you say, everybody needed that tonic. What's it been like in training? Um, been great. Um, like you said, uh, you, you know, to see the smiles on the lads' faces and all the fans and, you know, in the last couple of minutes, I mean, just goes to show you how Niall Bell felt about it um, in terms of the celebration and the shirt coming off. Um, but yeah, no, and, and I think that'll always transmit itself. But the, the lads are very grounded. We come into work on Monday. Some of them were tired. Um, it's quite interesting because some of the the perceptions of how hard they worked on Saturday were less than we would have expected when you look at it against the physical stats. And I think that's sometimes because football isn't as hard work when you've got the ball and you're playing well and you're enjoying your football. So that's a, an interesting lesson psychologically compared to the physiological side of it. Um, but the lads have worked really hard. I think there's been great competition last week. Um, they know I'm willing to make changes if I feel it's right for the team and, and will create a better dynamic for the, for the, for the group. Um, uh, there's always going to be a danger that some players will see us playing like that and think maybe he's going to stick with the same team, the same 16. But I think there's always an opportunity for us to, to keep working hard. But the 20 players that have trained all week have been been excellent and they can't fault the professionalism. And that's one aspect of the last two or three weeks where we've seen a real change in the culture around the group. And that it's always been very professional, but there's so much more depth and width and quality to the group that, um, and, it, and like you said, I think you alluded to it yourself about how um, we're not able even to squeeze certain players into the into the sixteen, and um, it's great competition for squad for places at the moment. And um, but we've got a group of games coming up where we're going to have two or three games in a week, tough midweek games, the likes of Solihull Moors, and we've got the FA Trophy coming up. So we're going to need all the squad in the next uh, five or six games, and um, if we're going to get uh, the type of results we want. Well, let's talk about your squad then. Paul Turnbull and Sam Walker came out of the squad. Jordan Keane, Elliot Osborne came in. We've seen Conor DeMeo go out on loan. Just talk about the shape of your squad. What's the competition for places like? Do they do they, do they look at each other and think that's the winning team now? Or are they are they really pushing each other to try and get into that eleven? It's, just, it's a real dichotomy for someone like myself when you see your team play that way, and then that 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 was going to be the right thing for a home uh, against Dagenham. Now Barnett. Slightly different prospect. Um, we have to respect what they're about. They're a good attacking side, good skillful side, play with a lot of width. Fullbacks are very adventurous. Um, but we've also got to try and impose our qualities upon them. Um, I think um, I could go back to a more orthodox 4 2 3 1, or we can try to be adventurous and something that might work against them. But, um, but we try to, to keep our stock qualities and I think that um, we won't be looking much further than the group that got the result uh, and that's not just the 11 but the, the 13 um, but yeah no there's been good competition uh, Paul Sam um, 
Jackson, um, then they, they all know that I've got a lot of trust in them, uh, whether it be a starters or people to come off the bench and to do a job. So, um, and that's the beauty of having such a good squad at the moment with so many good professionals that you know that they're going to give you everything, um, whether that be starting, whether that be a sub, or whether that be on a new sub, just supporting the other lads in what they're trying to achieve. And, and that's the culture that we need very much now at the moment as we go from game to game. Just a quick mention on, on Connor then. He's not had a load of minutes recently, although he did come on on Saturday, is, is the month to Curzon just to get him some game time? Yeah, I was really disappointed with the, some of the comments on the, the media. John Kieran talked about him being out in the cold out in Siberia. Um, we brought in some really good quality players to challenge the group and support the group. And, and Connor uh, missed one weekend for illness and um, picked up a knock in training and um, struggled for form and fitness. Um, and I think when we had the week where Frank worked really hard and got into the team, I think a few players changed their tone a little bit and kind of thought, well, you know, if I work hard, the gaffer might just give me a chance. And I think Connor deserved his opportunity to be in the 16 this week. Um, the problem we have is, is that Connor needs a lot more minutes um, than we can give him at the moment. And we've got the kind of squad at the moment where we could let one player go out and get a lot of games and get himself in a position where he's a lot fitter and stronger for us uh, when those long players go back. Um, so I, I've not just got to manage the group this week and this weekend. I've got to be looking at the group and step back and say, how long can we hold on for these loans? How long will these loans be here? What does the squad look like come December, uh, January? Um, so it's, it's really important that people like Alex Curran and uh, Conor DeMeo um, and a few of us um, might need to be playing football and get themselves... Uh, keep yourself sharp because their game time will probably, the opportunity for game time will probably increase as the uh, we go the turn of the new year and we let certain long players go back. Uh, we'd love to hold on to those that provide the quality, um, but we've also got to be mindful that ultimately what we achieve this season will probably come from the core group that we started with and um, they'll, they'll, they'll have their time, I'm sure, before the end of the season and um, that might be as soon as the new year. So, uh, they're not the best chance they'll have of making an input into this team is making sure that they've got six, seven, eight, nine games under the belt. So I think Connor understands that, and I think he it's a really good fit. Curzon, great pitch, um, good brand of football. Uh, the manager's really keen to play him in what he sees is a really good role for uh, Connor. Uh, I mean, you only have to look at the fixtures they're going to have York this week, Kenneminster next week. It's going to be a chance for Connor to get himself those kind of minutes that. I'll stand to him when he comes back into um, working hard to get into our team come come six, seven, eight weeks' time. Now, it's not many away trips that end in defeat that you remember fondly, but Barnet last year was a big day. A lot of fans made the trip. It, it was a very memorable occasion in a, in a very memorable season. It's a little bit different circumstance this season. It's the bread and butter of the league, county here on merit. It's a big game to look forward to in different reasons. What, what do you anticipate coming this weekend? Yeah, it was a massive game last year, you know, the uh, FA Cup. Um, a bit disappointing on the day, especially the nature of the goal. We should have been stronger at the back post. And I thought Barnett did a decent job on us. And um, and a little bit like on Saturday, they'll, they'll try and force our wingers to defend really deep and leave our centre forward or our tens isolated. Um, so it was a good football and suit. Uh, you know, we watched them carefully over the last three games. I thought they were very competitive against Fleetwood. They've had a good win against Chorley. They seem to finish games strong. So they look in good physical shape, uh, good subs, good purpose in what they do. They're a good football inside. They work up the pitch well. So uh, it'll be a real test for us. Um, 
Um, it'd be another exciting game, obviously, for us. Um, you know, when I look at the league table and look at our home wins and then our record away from home, I kind of lament the fact of where we were. But, you know, we, we beat Wrexham. Uh, we had reasonable results at Yeovil and Notts County early on. We had a terrible run. But um, when I look at the last three games, really tough games, long distances, Sutton, Dover, Bromley midweek, I think we've done reasonably well to pick up the points we did, remain unbeaten, a couple of clean sheets and scored goals. Um, so it's a, it's a real test for us in our current form. Um, it's the type of game that will determine whether we're in the middle or whether we're pushing half the top ten. But they'll feel the same. Um, I think their manager's already talked about now that they've exited the cup that they've now got to start showing that grit and determination and consistency to get themselves in a challenging position because I'm sure their ambitions are to finish a lot higher than they currently are. So um, looking forward to it. Um, I'm sure we'll have a good following. Um, we're in good shape. Um, the pitch is looking really good, so it's going to be a fantastic game of football and a really exciting match between two sides that want to play the game in the right way. What momentum, what does momentum do for you, should I say, when, when you go into a game like this where it is a big game, we went there last season, we know that they're a tough side, but we're, we've just come off the back of a of a last-minute winner. What what does that momentum do for you? Um, well, again, it's it just breeds the confidence. Um, you know, we were disappointed with the Woking result because we'd had a, a very good run of results, um, you know, um, Dover away and we had Hartlepool, you know. So we've had three wins and two draws in the last six, which is a great return. Um, so what was important was that we didn't let the Woking game affect us and start us on another poor run. And I think the lads showed a character and quality um, the staff did as well this week in terms of the way that we prepared everybody for Saturday's game and the way that we made big changes, uh, which we felt were right to get the result, and they did. And I think that we've got to have the we've had the same approach this week in regard to this game. Uh, we'll do everything right. I just hope the lads go out and um, the momentum often comes from doing all the things that have been successful, uh, which we expect them to do, and also having a bit of confidence that uh, in themselves, which is critical no matter what level you play at and I think um, we'll go there with confidence we'll go there with a good organisation good energy um, and a, a very strong 16-17 players so I'm, I'm looking forward to the game and because uh, uh, I'd like to think that we're you know we had a we'd had our bad run but I thought we've come back around to who we are and we've added a bit as well so hopefully we can maintain that now because if we do then we can look forward to a an exciting couple of months um, and then see where we are in the new year and um, hopefully have a, an optimistic and positive outlook at the new year. Big game on Saturday as ever, Jim. All the very best. Thanks very much. So are you saying then that Devante Rodney was the player of the week? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not really a, a no-brainer, you, you know, in, in many ways. he's He had to respond. Now, Ash Palmer was given man of the match and I'm not going to argue. I'm, I'm never going to argue with a man of the match and say someone doesn't deserve it because ultimately that's that's the opinion of people who are just as qualified as I am. Devante Rodney, for me, when when you look at his county career, if that's what you want to say at this early stage as a whole, was he's he's, he's blown hot and cold. Um, you know, he he got himself in the right place a few times against Woking, but, but nothing happened. Um, this time he's been. He, he was head and shoulders above for me anybody else on the pitch a bit unfair to compare him to Ash Palmer completely different positions and, and, and whatever else but you look at the, just the, the, the attacking threat he brought the influence he had on the game um, the fact that he was willing to get the ball down take his man on I was sitting pitch side for a lot of the game 
and there was some incidents where I thought, oh, he's had a bad touch there. And he had no right to still get the ball back, knock it 10 yards down the line, and just turn the burners on and say to his, say to his marker, let's go for it, foot race, me against you. So um, as, a, as, a, as a fan, as a spectator, it's, it's terrific to see as a manager... He'll he'll be sitting there, Jim. He, I don't think he would say this, but he'll be sitting there with a quiet little smile to himself, saying, "I knew he had that in him. I knew he had that in him." You know, I do think he has to see it out of other players in there. Adam Hamill, Joe Leesley, we mentioned before, they've got great experience. Now let's see them display it. Now let's see them show it. Tom Walker, we've seen, we've seen great, um, great attributes from him. We've seen we've seen him do really really good things. But there are elements clearly he needs to work on things like. Um, you know his, his strength on the ball, for example, he was knocked around quite a little bit the weekend. But if if Jim can turn Devante into that kind of player week in week out, then it's scary for other teams to think he could do the same with Walker and Hamill and Leesley. And then you look at Niall Bell, Frank Mohan, Elliot Osborne, Connor DeMeo. All of a sudden, it's it's a frightening squad that County have got. And so you said it was a much improved performance against Dagenham. Before we look ahead to Barnet, where else was it improved? Take away the the front players, where else was that improved? In in the middle of the park, Paul Turnbull and Sam Walker have, have created a real reputation for themselves as as the the engine uh, of the club. And I know that that's quite a lazy analogy. It's one that's been used uh, on a number of occasions, but they they really are. The tough tackling, they cover a lot of ground. The passing ability between the two of them is is outrageous for this level, particularly Sam Walker. His delivery on set pieces, his delivery on crosses, etc., etc. The list goes on. The the, the um, capability to manage the, the the area of pitch both in front of them and behind them to lead the squad has been terrific. So it was quite a surprise to see both of them taken out. But maybe that's Jim Gannon's thinking. They are a partnership. You can't really break them up. So you look at. Um, Jordan Keane and Elliot Osborne coming in, perhaps not an improvement, but just a different style, um, and it's effective. Jordan Keane off the ball is possibly one of the best players I've seen in non-league. You know, he, he in fact scratched out the possibly he is one of the best players. I, I think his distribution is sometimes not quite to the levels of Sam Walker, but the fact that he can block people off, he you know he's got terrific pace. Um, he can get in front of anything. He's very strong. He's he, he, so much he brings to the table, and then you've got Elliot Osborne, who is, I think I said in commentary at the weekend, he's the closest to um, box to box that we that we've got. He, you know, you can trust him as a number four or as a number ten. Um, I really like that outlet. It stretches the play a little bit, and it, it's just a different dynamo. Maybe that brought the best out of Devante. Maybe that brought the best out of uh, Frank Mulhern and now Bell and Tom Walker. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. To slightly move forward now to next week, um, who who gets the nod in the centre of the park because they were terrific. But does this mean that Devonte Rodney gets the rare double of being the player of the week and the one to watch? <laughs> no, um, uh, close but no cigar for Devante. You've got to say, and I know this is lazy. You've got to say whoever gets number nine is the one to watch. Um, I know it's squad numbers this season, but you, you get my drift. Jim Gannon plays his four two three one. It's effective. It works well. He trusts it. He stands by. It, he stands by it. So it probably will be Frank or Niall. It's, it's highly likely to be both. It's highly li- unlikely to be neither. So it'll be Frank or Niall. So you say 
look at the competition around you now, kid. Like you, you know, if it is Nile, you know, you did you scored the goal, so you get the nod. If it is Nile, you've got to go out and do that again, otherwise Frank's having it right back, or Devante's gonna move up top because he's shown that he's got his, his mojo back and Hamill will come in. So um it's gotta the one to watch this weekend and I hope that he whoever it is turns into the player of the week this time next week has gotta be whoever leads the line. Well, let's finish off with the quiz again this week. It's yep. the, what have we called it? The county quiz. The county quiz. <laughs> that, that was the best our creative department could come up with. Yeah, they need sacking. <laughs> I like it. It's to the point. Um, yeah, so three questions just for uh, a little bit of how's your father at the end. Wait, how's the father you write to? I don't even know. No, not, not how's your father, no. Just, <laughs> just, just for a bit of fun. Just for a bit of fun uh, at the end. Um, three uh, three county quiz questions. Um for you to get in touch with, see if you uh, see how well you do. First question, numero uno, is kind of county related. Who was the Spennymore player that scored that goal? That goal. That goal against Chorley last season, and you know what I mean by that goal. Yeah. Uh, second question on the topic of last season: Who was County's top scorer? And finally, this is the toughie. This, this is the toughie. As a player, not as a manager, as a player, who was Jim Gannon's first opponent in a Stockport County shirt? Who did? Who was the team that County played in Jim Gannon's debut as a player? Get in touch on Twitter at LiveSCFC or Mixcloud or on Facebook on wherever you have found this, this competition, wherever you found this quiz, wherever you found this podcast. Brilliant, thanks. You can listen to Mr Christopher J, Mr John Kieran for full live match commentary of Stockport County's trip to Barnet this Saturday on Imagine 104.9 FM. Chris, thanks. You get yourself to bed, mate. <laughs> I will. <laughs>